Hello and welcome to this week's edition of BPM Pod, the podcast where we get behind people's music. I'm your host, Ashley Scrace Vendel, coming to you solo for this episode. Chris has got life to attend to, some fun things, birthdays, I think, and he's off out. Anyone who listened to the last episode knows that recently my family and I have suffered from the uh, disease that is in the news still. And uh, so I'm still taking it a bit easy, still feel a little bit out of it, and uh, I'm stuck indoors. But that's given me plenty of time to listen to music. So this is going to be quite a short edition of the podcast. I'm going to tell you in a bit what I've been listening to, but the main thing I want to turn my attention to this week is a hotly anticipated release from friend of the podcast and overall wonderful musician, Lisa Akua, whose album Outgrowing Nymph is out on the 25th of February. And uh, you can check that out on all streaming platforms. She also has a songbook edition, I think, physical songbook that you can get as well. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but it wouldn't be a usual podcast if I do not tell you a little bit about what I've been listening to this week. First up, Ben Osborne with the track, Are We the Flood? Be that the sea will spill over this town. Will it be? That the buildings will all be torn down Will it be that the waves will crash over the ground And is there a voice that sings out of the sound And are we the drowned? Or are we the flood? Will it be This is an emphatic, powerful track about the state that we find ourselves in today, facing a crisis that's so huge, we're all kind of ignoring it and going on with our lives, while putting to one side the horror of climate change around us. Now, what I just said then sounds incredibly preachy, and Ben isn't preachy here. He's not annoying, he's not dictating, he's reflective, and he's questioning and he's mourning and that might sound hopeless but it's not completely so it's more a position of frustration of disdain or pain and asking what the solution is here it's got quite a sparse arrangement it's got some poetic lyrics and this leonard cohen style of singing this sensibility have all become staples of ben's music but it's tinged with this electronic sense too and that's thanks to his uh, collaboration with his longtime co-producer, Alex Stoltz. They've been working together for quite a long time now. Are We The Flood is a really good track. I'd even say it's definitive, necessary listening. So definitely check it out and uh, check out the other stuff in Ben's discography while you're there as well, as he certainly deserves the attention. And you can find Ben Osborne wherever it is you listen to music. But uh, I'd recommend you check out Bandcamp, really, really good Bandcamp site and lots of stuff there that is uh, really worth digging into. So Ben Osborne, are we the flood? Another thing I've been listening to, uh, Vizard, Tornado. I was going through a bit of a round of catching up with uh, previous podcast guests, and uh, Vizard came to mind because Basti, one of the members of Vizard, Basti and Simon, um, 
Basti's just such a lovely guy and he just popped into my head. So unsure how I caught this so late, but in December 2021, Bizard were featured on an electronic music compilation called Natural Behaviour Volume 1, which brings together a variety of electronic artists under one release. Different mixes of their songs on there and so on and so forth. This is the original mix, actually. Uh, so I don't quite know how it's been impacted by the producer, but still. There's some really, really groovy vibes here. It's not too complicated, necessarily. Very drum-heavy and driven. And it's got a very modern sound, yet also dated, with the constricted, compressed keyboards and drums and such. And yet it's all somehow very Night Rider 80s. And that's definitely meant as a good thing. It's certainly a wonderful night driving track. Um, it's a wonderful little thing, wonderful little electronic song. And um, I really enjoyed it. And as you know, I've been sort of venturing into a bit of electronic stuff in the minute, but mainly starting with some big hitters like the Chemical Brothers. But this was a fantastic segue into something else from uh, a couple of guys who were really wonderful. Vizarda is they're sort of just got such a peaceful vibe about them. Um, and they were on the podcast a long time ago. Basti was on here a long, long time ago on the very first guest. So go and check that out if you like as well. Really worth doing so. Um, yeah, so check out Bizarre for sure on the new track, Tornado. And now definitely not a podcast guest and definitely a lot more famous. But the other thing I've been really hooked on this week is Manchester Orchestra. They are back on the road touring. This year is going to be such a good year for tours. I mean, Manchester Orchestra are out. I just hope they do some more European dates than just the UK. I really want to see others go on tour as well. There's Phoebe Bridges, who I love. I'm going to go and see Porcupine Tree this year, the drive-by truckers, Wilco, the war on drugs. is very soon, just over a month now. Very excited for that. Um, there's a few others going back out on the road, Devon Townsend. Lots of people we talked about on here before that I love, who I'd really love to see. I'm just hoping Manchester Orchestra can join that list and uh, Phoebe Bridges maybe could join that list. Sharon Van Etten could join that list. Uh, seeing Jason Isbell again. So that'll be great too. There's just so many good artists out there. And you're just waiting for Springsteen to announce his dates now. And I guarantee, I don't care who you are, I will be first in line for that ticket. And I mean that as a threat. Anyway, Manchester Orchestra. Let's get back onto them. Check them out if you can. Uh, I had doubts when listening to Manchester Orchestra's album in 2021, The Million Masks of God. Uh, I had doubts that they could replicate a lot of what's there live. And I don't really know why. Because in the recent live clips from the gigs they've been doing uh, right now this year, uh, these were recorded in Atlanta, the clips I saw, the live energy is incredible. And I cannot wait to hear more of them. So go ahead and check out the two clips that I've had on loop for a little while now. Angel of Death and uh, Telepath. Telepath is a lovely 
couple of minute acoustic number and the backing vocals are fantastic. You think it's more than one person singing, but it's not. It's just the, uh, it's one guy on a keyboard. And I've got a lot of time for Andy Hull, the lead singer of Manchester Orchestra and his songwriting and uh, just his views on stuff too. And really enjoy that band a lot. So go and check out Manchester Orchestra if you want to understand how you can sound great live. But the main reason I wanted to do the podcast this week is because of this wonderful artist we've had on here before, and that is Lisa Akua. talking about songs that she's got out there and we caught up with her when Bubbles was out there We Will Pass we reviewed and Dancing Trees as well so she's been on here a time or two and it's an artist we've tried to stay in touch with and follow throughout her career really so it's fair to say that her first proper album Outgrowing Nymph has been hotly anticipated by us at BPM Pod, and not just by us, but by many in the Berlin music scene especially. Lisa is super talented, a lovely individual, works so hard and really prides herself on this vulnerability and this introspection and isn't apologetic for it, and I love that. It's so much of a strength for her. Um, This album's out on the 25th of February, by the way, so if you're listening to this at time of release, you've got a little bit of Time to wait, but you can pre-save it on Spotify and so on and so forth. But if you're listening to it after that date, definitely go and check it out wherever you get your music. So Outgrown Nymph, it comes after the release of a string of song of hers, including Natural Warrior, uh, Bubbles, We Will Pass, Dancing Trees, and most recently a song called Fluid Suits. So around half the album's already out there. 
And I've had quite a lot of time to get properly acquainted with all of that. And the other half was a surprise. A quick note on the recording, I got in touch with Lisa and uh, she said that actually they'd all started to be recorded in 2019, but at that time she just wanted a couple of singles and see see where she goes. I remember when she was a guest on here, that was, that was her aim, get a few songs out and see what happened. But then of course the coronavirus kind of hit and that gave her a lot of time at home to think about songs and songwriting. And so she wrote a shit ton, as she puts here, of songs and wanted to make an EP, but then realised that there were just too many. So it became an album, which she actively started working on and recording through 2021. So a lot of these songs have been in the works for a while, and through a rather tempestuous time for us all with COVID. And I think this stewing of ideas, this patience, this delicacy, this confusion and this isolation really comes through on this album. Let's start off with a summary of my thoughts if you don't listen to the next few minutes for the rest of this review. I really, really like this album. The sound, the overall production, the layers, the themes, the isolation, the way these haunting passages wash over you in a reflective but relaxing way. It's just such a strong release. And if you are going to stick with me for more detail, here goes. The biggest standout moments for me in terms of songs I had not heard before were tracks like Once in a While, which you can hear underneath now. This track really moved me. And there's a very, very personal reason as to why, beyond the fact that it's just put together extremely well. Now, a quick disclaimer, this sounds like a real bit of faint, arrogant praise, but it's really not meant that way. I'm just being completely honest and open with you about how it made me feel. For about 10 years or so, I've been working on a riff so similar 
to this one in once in a while. It's not complex, it's not particularly unique, but when I heard this song I became somewhat overwhelmed, I guess with emotion. It was like someone had been in my head and put out there something I've had as an idea for so long. And I don't know why I haven't, and I'm not jealous, I'm not envious, that's not how I mean it at all. And I know that's a very personal point of praise. But I really appreciated this one. It was just so ethereal and meaningful without Lisa probably ever considering it to be or thinking about it to be. And I know for a fact she didn't really like this song actually when she first did it and now it's become one of her faves. So just that song that did it for me a lot of the songs on it did it's the overall vibe it's this phoebe bridges kind of vibe this melancholic but with glimmers of hope here and there and it's certainly what i call an orchestral acoustic album in that sonic bursts and bits and pieces of instruments punctuate the confessional songwriting rather than become the song i mean i guess you could say it becomes a little repetitive. And there were a couple of songs which didn't stand out as much. I got this frequent sort of emotional hit, but some more than others. I must say that Coffin Shut passed me by a little, and I found some of the imagery in it a little on the nose for me, a little bit too, not not as sort of poetic enough maybe, and the title track too, Outgrown Nymph, is actually a poem. And it's only about 30 seconds long and it is a nice poetry break for sure. But I found it so short, it was fleeting. And I actually, when listening to the whole album in sequence, thought it was just an introduction to something else. And then when I realised it wasn't an introduction to something else and Dancing Trees comes right after, I actually felt a little bit disjointed. Uh, Dancing Trees is very reverb heavy. All of them are quite reverb heavy, but this one, especially on the vocals, is. And you went from this beautifully read, beautifully enunciated uh, short poem into Dancing Trees, and it felt somewhat disconnected somehow. Um, so it's unfortunate that the title track or the title poem just kind of passed me by, but I absolutely understand its inclusion on here for sure. Uh, the song Tales rounds off the album, and that one's among my favourites of Lisa's discography it's a little more positive and sounds like something from Mazzy Star crossed with a bit of Jefferson Airplane maybe even 
crossed with Clanad or something like that. Um, most of them remind me of someone called Julian Baker, who I really love and I've talked about before. And again, Phoebe Bridges. It's that emotional um, drive, I guess, that really reminds me. Again, it's that reverberation. It's that string-like, ethereal, wide stereo sound which permeates here. And it's certainly become a trademark of sorts. And maybe there isn't enough variation here for some. Maybe the finger-picking, the introspection, the confessions, they all become too much. Maybe there is not enough variance of styles across the album either, which is something I was critical of an album just the other week um, when we reviewed Mabloni, Lot of Freaks, that album that came out. And I said that there wasn't enough variance there. There was no sort of shock or jolt in the songs. And I took that as a negative point. But I think with Lisa, she gets away with that at least for me, because I think too much variance here would be tough to stomach. I think she puts you in such a sense of security, such a certain mood, that it's a pleasure to stay there. And I think going away from them too much and experimenting too much might be a bit odd. I find comfort in these songs, I find solace, I find reflection. And I want to listen to this album again in its entirety, while gazing over the sea nearby, just down the end of the road, Hopefully at sunrise, inhaling the steam from my morning coffee. It's, it's just a wonderful release, this. There's some simple but wonderful musicianship here, beautiful arrangements, and it's just an all-consuming deep sound that washes over you and allures you, and I loved it. Losing you to slip on the illusions you've built Losing your grip Losing your And that's that for this edition of BPM Pod. As for the Desert Island playlist, what can I stick on there this week? What song do I, could I not live without? I think we might, do you know what I might do? I might stick a Led Zepp song on there. In my time of dying. Love that song so much. Not to end on a really sad note, but I guess In My Time of Dying would be great to listen to if you're on a desert island. Um, very applicable, I'm sure. So that, maybe let's stick that on there. On the next episode, Chris will be back. We'll be talking to Chris about a lot of his musical adventures. He's going to be the big guest. And uh, we'll, of course, talk about gear, stuff we've been listening to, things to look out for, and rounding off with our desert island, of course. If you want more BPM Pod, go wherever it is podcasts are available. You can look at BPM Pod on Facebook or Instagram too. And don't forget to subscribe to and check out the Desert Island playlist and Unsung Heroes playlist. You can find BPM Pod on Spotify with those playlists. Subscribe there to get all of the Desert Island tracks that we've submitted, plus tracks from previous guests. Otherwise, I've been your host, Ashley. Stay safe out there, everybody. Be excellent to each other. And uh, I'll speak to you on the next episode.